0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 5 verses 1 through 20. This is where Jesus gets to the other side of the Sea of Galilee from the trip across the stormy sea that we read about yesterday and heals a man with a demon. There's a parallel text in Matthew chapter 8 verses 28 through 34. You can hear our devotion about that text in episode 490. There's enough difference between Mark's account and Matthew's account that we want to cover this one in Mark. Separately. So let's jump into verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Garrisones, and when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Now, there are a couple things we need to deal with right off the bat. First of all, when it says out of the tombs, it doesn't mean this guy was dead and resurrected. It means he's running around in the tombs where people are buried. The other thing we need to deal with is in Matthew's account, there were two men. In Mark's account, there's just one guy. So skeptics or critics of scripture would say, ah, see, that's why we can't trust Scripture, because these guys can't even get their story straight. Well, as you're going to find out in this longer account that Mark has, one of the culminating features of his account is this man's response after the demons are cast out of him. He comes back to Jesus and wants to follow him. Jesus tells him, no, you're not going to follow me. Go back to your town and tell the people what I've done for you. So, as is the case with eyewitness reporting, and we've talked about this before, every version is going to be a little different, and Mark, i.e. Peter, who Mark gets his information from, is focusing on this one man who responded in a way that evidently the other man, in Matthew's account, did not respond. Both of these accounts, therefore, are accurate. They're just from a different angle, a different perspective, with a little bit different focus. That shouldn't be a problem for us at all. Verse 3. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. This is very interesting detail that Matthew doesn't give. Mark is building a little bit more of a backstory for this guy who we're going to continue to focus on throughout his version of this narrative. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones and when he saw Jesus from afar he ran and fell down before him and crying out with a loud voice he said, What have you to do with me Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God do not torment me. For Jesus was saying to him, Come out of the man you un clean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And the man begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now, a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission. Remember that word, permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. So that's another detail we get from Mark that we didn't get from Matthew. 2,000 Pigs, a lot of pigs. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country, and the people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon possessed man, the one who had had the legion, sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Remember that word. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with the demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not permit him, but said, Said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone marveled. Two things I want to talk about, and I mentioned when we were reading the text: the word permission. The demons that are in this man ask for permission to go into the pigs, and Jesus grants them permission to go into the pigs. Yet the demon-possessed man who is healed asked Jesus for permission to follow him. In fact, he may be asking if if he could be one of his disciples like the 12 disciples, because it says he begged him that he quote, might be with him. That's the same language that we heard back when Jesus called the disciples earlier in the book of Mark and appointed them so that they quote, might be with him. At any rate, Jesus' response is to not grant permission to the man who wants to follow him. This seems a little counterintuitive. Jesus grants permission to the demons to do what they want, but he won't grant permission to a man who wants to follow him to do what he wants. What do you make of this? And I don't. don't know the answer, but the fact that permission was used in both cases that close together in the narrative tells me that there's something there that we're supposed to pay attention to. The best I can do without studying it for a few hours or days is to just suggest that God has a plan. Jesus has a plan. And the plan was for the demons to go into the pigs, and the plan wasn't for the guy to follow Jesus. And so that's why he granted permission to the demons, but not to the follower. Instead, he tells the follower, as we've said, to go back and tell his friends, what the Lord has done for him. And this is kind of like what we're supposed to do. It might seem more appealing. It might seem safer. It might seem more fulfilling if once we get a relationship with Jesus, that we could just kind of hunker down and hang out with him and a few of his followers, remove ourselves from the big bad world, and ride this thing out until we get to eternity. But that's not what Jesus' plan is. His plan is that we would be part of his work in the world, that we would take the story of the gospel out to the place where we have relationships and influence. We, like the healed demoniac, should tell our friends how much the Lord has done for us and how he has had mercy on us. One last thought. In yesterday's text, we saw the response of the disciples when Jesus calmed the storm. They were afraid. They were filled with fear. And what did they do with that fear? Well, eventually, it caused them to lean closer into Christ, to trust him more, to be committed more to him, and eventually to take his message to the outermost parts of the world after he died and rose again. That was a holy fear that tightened their bond with Christ. In this text, we see that the people from town are also afraid, but their response to fear is different. Jesus is upsetting the way that they live, killing off pigs, freaking them out with all this demon stuff, and their response is to be afraid in a way that causes them to push Jesus out. The question is not, should we fear the Lord when we see more of who he is and what he can do and what he's about? No, that's not the the question because of course we should fear him we should be awed by his power his bigness his sovereignty that's not in question but how we respond to that fear is the question of the day are we going to fear the lord in a way that draws us closer to him because we trust him and we want to live under his rule and his reign or are we going to fear him in a way that leads to us pushing him away because we don't want to be interrupted by what he has to offer we'd rather do things our way than his way that'll preach won't it friends lots to chew on today. See you tomorrow as we continue through the book of Mark.
0: The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast which has aired on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor The Family God designed three social institutions to shape our lives